0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Palette Plug podcast. This is episode four with your host, Corey and Kyle. Uh, today we have Mahil from Coco Pallets. Uh, their company is a palette manufacturer, but they make their pallets out of a little different material. So we're just going to let Mahil go into it, kind of tell us about your business, how you got started, and uh, we'll just continue to throw some questions at you from there. So go right ahead. Yes, hi,
1: Corey, Cal- Kyle. Um, yeah, we don't use wood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, um, we 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 received a lot of wooden pellets, especially from, from China, and they were mm-hmm. all such of poor quality. And then I realized, because I've been there so many times, like, oh, they don't have trees. They have lots of bamboo. Mm-hmm. They have some brushes, but like a decent forest, I haven't seen it. So, and um, then... They thought, like, huh, let's, let's make pellets. And then, uh, you know, things, you know, happened. And we got some information about people making, like, panels from coconuts. Like the the – I've got a coconut here. Okay. <laughs> the, like, this is the coconut. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and this is a large one. And, yeah. of course, the white meat and the water is inside. And then they have, like, this thin shell that you mm-hmm. in the supermarket still, which is good fuel. But the hairy part, and now they make some carpets from it and like some rocks, uh, but mostly it's just being thrown away. But they found a trick to mill it and to press it into panels. And I thought, hey, if we can use this without adding adding any uh, glue, resin, whatsoever, then we can make pellets. And of course... uh, that was much harder because we started eight nine years ago yeah <laughs> than yeah we expected and it's, <laughs> it's good that we didn't know that but uh and now we made a whole batch of like very sturdy pellets that can easily carry a few thousand kilos only made from the coconut husk that's pretty amazing and uh, yeah it it's 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 a very interesting material because it's massively available in around Mm -hmm. the equator like where it's warm and salty coastal because the tree needs salt and and nobody knows what to do with it so we get like every week like a a mail from fiji and the most beautiful islands in the caribbean and coast of panama like hey help us because we have zillions of these things and we have no idea what to do with it and we share some information what they can do with it and uh, yeah so we make uh, export pellets for the Asian market in uh, the Philippines um, from only coconuts. Yeah, that's
0: it's crazy. You know, Corey, Corey and I, uh, we always like I was I was telling you earlier. We we record for maybe one or two hours. It really depends on how long we end up just ranting and chatting with each other, but. Uh, after we end up recording an episode, we always are trying to look for people to talk to and other businesses to reach out to. Yeah. And, um, you know, like we're very familiar with the wooden market here in the United States of, of pallets. And we were looking for, you know, other resources that people were making pallets out of. And we came across your company. And so to also know that you're doing it, there's no adhesives that are add to it or anything like that. This
1: is purely... <laughs> Adhesive was already inside, and um, you know, if you have wood, you have cellulose, lignin, and, and uh, hemicellulose—three main components of any woody material. If it's straw or a tree or whatever, mm-hmm. and if you can activate the lignin by putting the monocles very close together, it crosslinks, so it has the same function as UF or PF or MDI, like the the synthetic resins and. But then it's completely bio-based. Hmm. That's uh, so. It sounds very simple. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I assure you, it's not. <laughs> but right. uh, yeah, it, it can be done. We pulled it off, and so now we're in the phase of building the first big factory in the Philippines. But we're already looking at the second and third location because the demand of what we've created is is huge. Because everybody who's like buying pallets for like multinationals that in like a companies that buy like a million pallets plus in, 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 in Asia, mm-hmm. mainly China, Thailand, Vietnam, Japan, Taiwan, they're looking for pallets, sustainable, affordable. And boom, and we pop up and then, it, then they send the request. So these are make like me, mega companies. Yeah. Focus on. Cause they think like, Hey, we can reduce our, uh, our, our costs and our CO2, and we can quantify it for them in the model. So it's the win-win. Yeah. So you were saying
0: you you pretty much just stumbled across it through. Were you just in this entre- entrepreneurial mindset of saying, you know, I want to start a business. I want it to
1: be sustainable. I want it yeah. to. Yeah, I'm I'm like a late blossomer. Right? <laughs> like most kids, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And that's fair. that's Things fair. come your path. You think like, hey, this has got my name on it. It's a sustainable <laughs> projects. Yeah, for the last twenty years. But you know when I was your age uh, I think I was in the army and I loved it and uh, I learned a lot
0: mm-hmm.
1: a lot of things that I still use every day but finding your purpose in the meaning of life you know that that's things that some people get it like when they're like 16 yeah some people, <laughs> most people never find it <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's yeah. be true Honestly. they only consume and uh, yeah so this got my name on it and it's no easy task. but Now, you can never do this alone. You do this with a team. And, yeah. Uh, and basically, you know, if you want to start a pellet business, what do you need? A saw, a hammer, a handful of nails, a <laughs> day of, of wood, and then you're like, hey, I'm a pellet entrepreneur. Pretty much. <laughs> right. 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 the way it goes. <laughs> to pick <up> <laughs> <And> basically, basically, <laughs> but then, you know, you're typically in the blue ocean, as they call it. Do you know the principle about the red ocean, the blue ocean? I have no. not heard that. What is this? Little for it is, you know, it's very simple. <laughs> I make three circles on a piece of paper. So, okay. So, they're like, oh, you cannot see the. I can see it. Mm-hmm. Now, there are yep. three circles. One is you, one is the customer, and one is your competition, and they overlap in the middle. So, the overlap is something that you have, that the competition have, and that the customer wants. That's the red ocean. So, you make pellets like everyone else, and you compete on price. On payment terms, if they like you, if you can de- de- deliver it in an hour's time, you know, all yeah. these things. Yeah. You don't make margin. But there's another part what the customer wants, what you have, and where the customer is not. So they, you have only two service overlapping you and the customer. That's I what see. they call the blue ocean. And we are big time in the blue ocean because nobody makes what we have. Right. Oh, affordable pallets. And, uh, and the great thing is, we tested it at the university. If you, at the end of the, the line, you just mill it and use this uh, pot soil, like as a soil improver to replace moss. So you can even make some bucks on it by collecting these things and then mill it and sell it as pot soil. So it's completely circular. Wow. And uh, of course, your competition wants to get into your blue ocean. So the blue, blue ocean becomes a red ocean. Yeah. And uh, you want to... You will always want to find that spot. And if you start like something that everybody's... For example, I'm starting a new pizzeria in town. That's yeah, pretty red ocean. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Small if you're over, in New Jersey, might there might not <laughs> be. be. It's your choice. Like, like what am I going to do better or different that people really like? So you have to understand what people like, what they want. But that you cannot always ask them. Like, uh, if Steve Jobs were asking the three of us, like, 15 years ago, like, hey, you want an iPad? No. it yeah, would be like, what is that? We we, what have, <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and he definitely had a blue ocean. Because, you know, they were the first.
0: Yeah. They had this uh, advantage
1: of being the first.
0: So I'm curious, like what type of, cause I feel like you've said that people are interested, you know, these big companies want that um, sustainability, something that they can, you know, they'll use it and then they can recycle it. They can make a little bit of money off of it. But with that, um, like what was it that that brought you to, to that point where you like actually, like were you ever involved with pallets before or was it something like, were you in well, logistics, you know, like how well, did what you.
1: What mostly happens for entrepreneurs, they get extremely annoyed about something <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then they <didn't laughs> want to solve it. Because I was annoyed. That's of receiving we were here. You know? <laughs> from, from China, all the stuff that they imported. From China. Okay. And then I thought like, oh yeah, they don't have trees. Hmm, maybe we can make it ourselves. and can you scale it? So as an entrepreneur, you're looking at always something like, okay, you're going to be, an, there are different kind of entrepreneurs. You're going to be, um, um, a, uh, what's it called? The sandwich store sub, subway. you can be a subway franchise. Like a franchise store, owner? Everything. Everything. Yeah. everything is crystallized. Everything is, you just have to rent a place. You have to hire some teenagers and try to manage. Yeah. <laughs> also an entrepreneur. And you have people that do something very difficult that needs to be solved and with a very high risk of failing. And so then you think like, oh, is the problem scalable? Is it the big problem? Yeah, it's a massive problem. It's like one point seven billion pellets a year that are bought one way in Asia. That's massive. Is the wood available? No. They have to get it from Canada, New Zealand, from everywhere, and that's prices going up. Well I don't have to tell you anything about wood prices the last (laughs) few years. Right. not the Ferris wheel, but more like
0: uh... <laughs> the little roller coaster that we got going on. <laughs> very, <laughs> yeah. I'm very
2: fortunate yeah. though that lumber prices did not affect my business because I'm very okay. much like like you, where I know in the I've did a little research, and you're very much about a circular economy. So all of my lumber is all recycled. Every pallet that we build, every piece of wood that we come in contact with, you know, we've either stripped out another pallet, or okay. we, uh, pretty much that's how we get our materials. We just strip out pallets and stuff well, like that. that
1: that's, that's very circular, too, huh? The yes. reuse, there's no waste. And even well, though if you take the nails out, you know, that's, you know, you can easily reuse that or just sell it as scrap, right. you know, but Yeah. And basically, that's a very good model, but labor-intensive. And if yes. labor- is if it takes a lot of labor and labor is expensive you know then that that is hard for your business model but uh, it can be done if you're efficient and if you have a good team and you're fast and and people know the drill yeah
0: so is yours your process is all automated with i'm assuming everything just gets ground up and then is it like pressed into the shape yeah, of the patties yeah i basically need
1: like massive force pressure and, and heat Gotcha. And you that's have belt what's melt and and push it together. Gotcha. And you can imagine if you have something which is flat, you know, just make a mat, you know, with the same thickness and then you just press together. But if you have pellets with like nine legs and ribs, you know, yeah. That is
0: a very difficult process.
1: The Harder than we we expected.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, so I'm 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 curious. Like, do you work with farmers? Uh, well, I think you were telling me that, right? Like, you you work with farmers that have excess biomaterial to to give you yeah, guys true. with. Okay. And
1: of, of course, you need like maybe ten thousand farmers, but you know you cannot work with ten thousand farmers. Lot. Uh, so you work with the farmer that farmers that work that are together in corporatives.
0: Okay. So, so it's like a
1: pool. And they solve the things among them. And some are like huge. Some have like 15 members and some have like 300,000 members. Wow. And, um, you know, there are always a few rotten apples and it selects itself on There's like this peer pressure and the social control that people think, hey, they learn from the best. And if somebody is just being lazy or not really doing the right, the people's like, hey, you're hurting the group. Mm. so uh, cooperatives are a very effective way of farmers working together or like people working together and uh, and of course for them it's like hey we had no use of this material and now we get some money for it if we get some supplies and supplies. of course it will be different per region per country like for example in the Philippines
0: mm-hmm.
1: we have to do everything with little trucks and we researched <laughs> Sumatra where we have a lot of contacts there are no roads You do everything by boat, but then by boat, boat, you can transport a lot more at lower cost because you know you cannot put hundred tons on a on truck. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) especially when the roads are bad. Even ten tons, but on the boat, you know, it's just the width and the depth of the waterway are like your limitations, so you can do anything Hmm. depending on where you build a factory. Small boats, big boats, anything goes. So each has its advantages and disadvantages. But mainly most coconuts, they like to have their feet on the beach, salt, warm. And uh, that's, that's what they love to grow.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's fairly easy to locate like a farmer or where you would want to work with. Now, is that what's... Yeah, what's- but
1: you don't look for the farmers. You look for where are the factories that process coconuts. Okay. And if you have a gotcha. few in the area that do like a million coconuts a day, Mm-hmm. This happens. Then you think, okay, so there must be also a few mon- m- million coconut husks that we use in the area, not too far from the factory. So if there's no factory, that's a good sign. Thing that you say, like maybe we shouldn't be here.
0: That makes sense. Okay, and yeah. so so that's where like the location that you've decided on at this point that you guys are trying yeah, to build. We pinpointed
1: uh, tens of locations, like here, factories. Here's like a port, a container port to export our products to our key customers. Well, it's pretty well organized, and you're looking at shipping rates, you're looking at reliable grid because you need your energy. Mm-hmm. Are you looking at talent? Is there like a city nearby where we can hire people? So you, you don't have to have like build an hotel next to your hotel <laughs> in the middle of the jungle, which also <laughs> happens. So people can go home every day, or at least every weekend. Gotcha. And- yeah okay so it's it's of course we're a commercial company and we have to be because we want to scale it so we must be profitable but we do care about people so we want to pay a fair price and we should better shoot because if we don't pay an unfair price like a lot of people want to do then it stops because if somebody comes that does pay a higher price there's no loyalty people are gone yeah and also this is the message we want to spread like, hey, let's take care of the farmers. Yeah. Because if they stop caring about us, we have a problem. Absolutely. It's the same thing in the States, you know, the big supermarkets like squeezing the farmers because that's the easiest one in the beginning of the chain to squeeze. Yeah. By paying prices that they can really not produce for, you know, then of course the farmer is going to stop, sell the land to a property developer if possible, or just retire or... Yeah, we have, and we have a bunch whenever, of that around where I live. children will never be farmed. You know, yeah. we have fourth and fifth
2: generation farmers that are coming up and they're like, oh, I don't want to farm anymore. I'll just sell the
1: land off to developers. And, you know, now they're… Yeah, and, and that's a risk, you know, because that's something to be proud of, being the fourth, fifth, mm-hmm. sixth generation of farmers and doing well. Because you know everybody needs to eat. It's completely silly that these people cannot make a decent living. It's yeah. very disrespectful. As well. Yeah. And um, so, indeed, new things like also with communication, like now with an app, people can have a group. Like, hey, we buy like from this organic farmer, and we have like a weekly delivery of vegetables, and then we eat what's in the season. Awareness of the people. Uh, so. It's going to change, uh, especially in the outskirts, maybe closer to the farm maybe in the city. But mm-hmm. it's still very difficult to buy healthy food for a decent price in the cities. And that's something that we all pay a, a price for. Obesity, yeah. unhealthy people, uh, high cost, especially the last 10 years of somebody's lives. And uh, but it all starts with, looking at your supply chain same with wood or anything else like doesn't make sense it's despair it's sustainable sustainable is not <clears throat> only about the environment it's also about sustaining about people
0: yeah and keeping people happy productive involved wanting to to be doing it and w- yeah, with with like so I'm sure that you're not the one that's, you know, like making, you're not managing the overseeing of the factory. But what do you do within your company that, that you feel um, would encourage people to want to stick around? You know, like how could you uh, know as well? You know, like in, in my opinion, I feel like that's kind of hard. Uh, it's,
1: my role is like the most fluid in the company, of course, as founder. You start doing everything A lot of things you're not very good at because there's nobody else and you cannot pay someone else. And it evolves and then you're more like doing podcasts and things like that because you're (laughs) a founder. Um, And Mostly it's like looking like, hey, what do other people need to do their work well? So Mm -hmm. it's more like you're more like an assist, a helper. And um, you have to be a team player, of course, because it's the same as sports in basketball you know who whose is less important than that the team wins you know yeah. it doesn't really matter who is like the main scorer because yeah. if you give a good assist that's just as important because otherwise nobody scores and so i'm just like more in the background and uh, and of course i have to, my uh, my strength is my creative brain, brain. that's full of useful useless facts and that i can sometimes <laughs> can link and then you think like oh maybe we can do it this way and i must say especially in the beginning the team was like that sounds insane <laughs> With your suggestions like, yeah, let's check it out you know let's see yeah let's not make assumptions and see if it works out and sometimes it's not a good idea sometimes it is and so it's a culture. Uh, and. Most people in the team have like really specialized in finance or tech or, or sourcing or sales and stuff. But okay. My role is more like overall. I'm curious
0: how you went about hiring like i know most businesses and it's it's you just put it out out there and everything but like with something new like yeah. this was hiring
1: it like- is the main responsibility and i must confess i messed up a few times <laughs> that's where <laughs> i was going that's where i was I going and we all paid a price for that you know? yeah and uh but one thing trust your gut feeling yeah uh, because if you feel like mm, i don't know you you have this feeling and it's developed over the last millions of years. That <laughs> right, I, and, you, and then you listen to it. Every time I didn't listen to my gut feeling, things went sideways. <laughs> yeah, and if you think like, hey, this is going sideways, then just address it. I don't think because hope is not a strategy. You think ah, it will be fine? If no, it will not be fine. And if you know, you know. Take action. Just say like make sure somebody leaves the company because it can kill your operations yeah a big company you know you get away with it if you're a small company in a very delicate face it can kill your company most companies are killed not because the idea is bad or but mostly because they're like a conflict of interest of people and uh yeah hiring people is extremely important and So basically, I'm just looking like who's smarter than I am, who's better <laughs> than I am in certain things, because that's the, you know, the Rockefeller habits. Looking for people that are way smarter than you are,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: just make sure that they can do and have the tools and uh, things. And if you really have to motivate people, you probably hired the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a uh, good. And and of course, we need to hire a lot of people. All kind of fields, technicians and then ever, but higher self starters because otherwise you will be a manager, you know. Basically, what we're saying: if you really have no skills, you become or a coach or a manager. (laughs) That's not always the case, of course. (laughs) Yeah, and and that's like I have no real skills, so actually I'm I'm a bit of (laughs) both. That's that's how you got to it. You're just the idea guy, right? That's,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Throw suggestions out there. Well, and and it's I, I want to bring it back to to one of the things that you said because it's it kind of like relates to one of these. Uh, I saw a video the other day, you know, with with this quote in it, but the guy said, uh, "Don't focus on the success that you will have, but focus on the impact that you will make." And I think that that kind of resonates yeah. with what you were saying. Yeah,
1: it's like the goal far ahead, yeah, and it also helps you getting there, you know. By like, okay, how do we get there? It's, it's like sailing, you know. You know, this is the port you can sail to, and the wind is changing all the time, right? And there's a current, <laughs> and uh, you have like you don't have always twenty people on deck, you know, <laughs> right? And, and and some of the sails rip, whatever you know, and you have a certain amount of fresh water on board and 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 bread and things like that, you know. This, this trip cannot last three months because then we all starve. Right? So <laughs> you always have to make decisions. How do we get to that port the best mm. we can?
0: Now with uh, the team that you formed, you know, do you, do you feel as though at this point in time that everybody's kind of got your back and, and you are all progressively working towards the same direction? Or well, do you well, think
1: that got it's got still back. more? So it's, you know, it's about loyalty. You have, a, you have, having like a a mission like this goal helps people to focus and also creates loyalty and loyalty people, a lot of people think loyalty is top down like you should loyal to the boss. No, no, Mm You know, you have employers and employees, but an employer is nothing with employees and employee is nothing with an employer. So they both need each other. The same thing with uh, loyalty. It should be like in the army sideways to your brothers and sisters and not like top down because that's not strong. These bonds are much stronger, like the the horizontal bonds. And if you see like somebody is not loyal by being lazy or like doing other things or um, no, then it's time to talk. Yeah, if the talk doesn't work. Okay, exit. Well, so how do you with something so
0: new? You know, like something that that you're changing the the industry. This is a difficult process that you've described to us. Like, how did you go about, I know that you said finding people that were smarter than you, but you know, like, did you look for people with previous history in the coconut industry or was it just logistics or environmental,
1: no, you know, like what was the, much, but also people look for you. And eh? uh, this okay. my famous poet, Rumi, was, I think it's 14th century Turkey. And he said like, What you seek is seeking you, and it's true. If you're looking for love, love is looking for you. You know, but if you're not open, it's not going to happen. And so, some people came to me like, "Hey," and some people in the team now they just found and they they're like, "Hey, like, hey, I like this," and they they talk like, for for example, our our boots on the ground or our friend and partner also now Kiel in the Philippines. He worked mm-hmm. for eight years in the pellet industry for LOSCOM, like the biggest pellet company in Asia. Okay. And he said, guys, <laughs> what you guys do, that's amazing. And we have a lot of coconuts in the Philippines. <laughs> we never thought about the Philippines. So yeah. we shifted. We thought, like, okay, let's take a look there. Okay. And so he I all know. came to us, and we welcomed him, and he's done very well. He's been very loyal, and, uh, you know, we, we build up trust. And, you know, when you meet someone, you give – Trust a bit, and then it builds and builds and grows and grows. But this has to happen, and it's gone. It's a very delicate thing, mm-hmm. and uh, so it should be in your core. Because if it's not in your core, then it will exhaust you. Um, so if you're not an honest person, or like try to be honest at least, because we all fuck up sometimes, yeah, um, <laughs> then it's going to be impossible. Uh, but you know, if you have these people that like, but if people are attracted to our mission or a goal, that's a good sign. Yeah. If they're only here in for the money, they have different values and things, and they would take different decisions, I think. And we sure will mess up a few times more in the future. <laughs> you know. um, it, that's life, and we, are, we try to learn from it. And uh, But if people ask me, like, what should I, I – like, I don't know. I'm not your line in business, but I look for <laughs> people that I can trust yeah, And if they have never done it, but they are, like, smart enough to learn mm-hmm. things fast, that's more important. Yeah, because what we're no. doing is all, all new. So there is nobody really would have experience in this.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of, like, my perspective on it is, like, how, like, to you, you're the, the idea guy. So it's all up here. So taking that and expressing that to people, you almost have to find people who can just, like, and in, in some way read your mind, you know, they learned you well enough to, to be able to, or would you say that you are, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You are capable enough to like bring everything to a point, uh, put it down on paper, you know, make it so anybody can understand it. Do you, th- would uh, you I'm, say-
1: not, I'm not sure the paper guy. I'm not, right. so, to, so uh, would you say I, I, you- I like that talent But uh, it goes both ways. Yeah. It's, it's a group thing. And, um, you evolve and you look at things like, hey, we've tried this, didn't really work. So, like, who should we ask? And looking for specialists, like, who is the best of the best in this field? Mm-hmm. Because the best of the best will probably be more expensive, but you can do it maybe like in one fifth of the time. Yeah. So it's a better deal. So if you look it's for your second point. best or like somebody who's like affordable, that's maybe the wrong way of looking at. It. Also, somebody who's really good in some part of the thing, you know, they also have better network. That's a good point too. Uh, um, so, le- for people look for quality network uh, experience, but also mindset. Mm-hmm. And uh, you don't have to be best friends, but as long as you have like a mutual understanding, that, that, at least that, that works for us. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so you have different experience, but you know, people are people, and where you ever come, like it's the base, same basic things. I think you know. Yeah. We all been messed over by people that you think, like, hey. That's for sure. That's I for didn't sure. see it coming. And you did, did you really, not, didn't you have this gut feeling? Yeah, I did have this gut feeling. So yeah. I saw it coming, but you ignored it. Well, and sometimes you, you want to see. You think, the, like, hey, there's something. <laughs> You
0: want to see the good in people, though. Sometimes, you know, and I think that that's usually Unless where it comes you're a from. Bad person,
1: because <laughs> a bad person wants to see the in <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's <laughs> the, the join me mentality. <laughs> it's a good sign if you really, people really mess you over because you didn't see it coming because yeah. you come from a good place. Yeah, and maybe yes. that's comforting, but also still suction, I, it still sucks. yeah yeah. Well, and and there's
0: a, a famous. I'm sure that the quote is it's maybe from somewhere else but uh I know it's DMX is where I saw it from this famous rapper and he's he says, you know, trust when people show you who they are, trust them. You know, trust trust a snake to bite you, trust a thief to steal from you. And his point is just like when people present themselves like they're being honest, don't don't Think that there's something behind that, you know. Like it is exactly as it is because yeah. that but is But then
1: still, it's good to check reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Call like three people, like, "Hey, a snake. <laughs> yeah. said Coyote." Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so, even point. for an intern, but especially for people like a, a higher, like that's more like, yeah, has a bigger thing in, in the company, more responsibility. Just Look at their rest, like the LinkedIn. And say like, "Hey, I'm going to make some references." And if they say like, "You can call this and this person," don't call that person, but <laughs> you call the other person. <laughs> okay, that's Good how points. we did it, and found out things yeah. like, "Oh wow, uh, we should have known this before." Yeah,
0: yeah, that's well. There you go. So, and you learn your lesson from there. So, <laughs> I want to uh, we kind of reel it back to to the palettes itself. Just kind of. Are you are you anti wood palette? Do you see that there's no?
1: I think wood is an amazing product, and I think if you make a good quality and also repairable, uh, reusable palette, that's a wonderful thing. And we, a lot of people come to us like, Hey, what about cocoa palette? They've said, okay, What's the use? Yeah, we use it in America from, from this state to this. Please use a reusable palette because it's a magnificent thing, it's a system that works in the sizes that you fit. If you can use standard sizes, use standard sizes. Don't make a special pallet. Uh, even if it's a little bit too large for you, use a standard palette. Uh, so I'm really pro-reusable pellets. but, you know, for export it doesn't work because these pellets never come back to Asia and uh, they export much more than they import while well, they import raw materials like big ships full of, of iron ore and uh, whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So there's a an imbalance and so then you have to look like, what's the best solution there. And a lot of pop- companies try to make like an international pooling pellet, but you know, the thing is, like, it's same Hard. like with a pool, like a pool pool, you right. put a lot of water in, but if it's leak, there's no business model,
2: mm-hmm. so
1: you start to stop the leaking. That so, but so you have it have to stay in this pellet pool so you don't lose them because. Especially if you're using like this sixty or eighty dollar plastic pellets with RFID chips, if you lose them, you that, that, have no <laughs> yeah, model. Yeah, where do you go from there? And that's the other yeah. thing. Like the future may be like going to plastic pellets and maybe with a, a, a tracer in it, like a GPS chip or RFID, because then yeah. you can say, like, "Hey, yes, we supply." Like the, the cost for the pellet is uh, is five if you want to use it longer for like a year that's fine but we charge you like 50 cents a week mm-hmm. so even if it's there at the warehouse of somebody going around it's still as a business model yeah but a wooden pallet it's very hard to do yes and um, so but you know it, it's a massive market like if you look at the market leaders you know they have almost a monopoly how are you gonna yes they do go in they, there yeah and so yes um Reusable pallets is the best thing to use. Uh, for export, it simply doesn't work. Yet. Yeah. And uh, what's the innovation? Well, maybe different kinds of wood, easy to pair. But it all comes down to the quality of the wood, the quality of the nails even. you know, I don't have to tell you, especially Corey, like how important it is to use the right mm-hmm. nails, yeah. the right tools. Uh, you can use a gun or like a hammer. Well, probably you'll use both.
0: Right. Right. But if the nail is not of quality st- standard, it's not going to hold well. It doesn't. No, if you
1: save money, but then if it's a one-way pellet, okay, use the cheapest nail you <laughs>
0: can find. Yeah, because all yeah. the money
1: you spend on the nails is
0: gone. That's a good point. And so, like with that, how do you? Is it kind of like when you you sell these pallets to these companies, and then from there, is there any intention to set up a? you know, bring them to a certain location, we'll dispose of them for you, or, you know, well, is there maybe... We uh,
1: can give information, like, these are the things you can do with the pallet. Okay. Because when we sell them per container, they're not ours anymore. Okay. And Great. we maybe have, like, later on, like, five or ten production locations around the world, but they end up in 100,000 places. It doesn't make sense, and the logistics is not interesting to do that. But if people yeah. know, like, hey... They're like totally bio-based and harmless, but there will be some value chains, like for example, if an Amazon gets like to the West Coast, like few million things, and they tell the customers, uh, suppliers, like, "Hey, please use a cocoa pellet instead of wood pellet, because it saves you money and it's good for us." And they have, let's say, two million pellets times seventeen kilos. Right? That they collect and they mill, or they bring to a place to mill because it's quite dusty. That's a lot of weight. Because it's a very dry material, it's 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 the same thing as other coconut material for agricultural use. That makes sense. So if you focus like on the big supply chain where it's they end up in the central place, then you have a better business model than if you have like one or two or ten cocoa pellets. But then still, even then they end up in the middle of nowhere in Nevada or like in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. It cannot do harm. There's no plastic inside. I was gonna add. You know, if you have a wooden pallet with steel nails, you know the nail will rust, the wood will rot, mm-hmm. and it will go back in a circular way. It just takes a bit longer, and it's a pity of that tree that is only used, cut, and used one time. Mm-hmm. And because wood is a beautiful resource to make furniture, housing, everything with it, it gives us heat. Right. But you know we are with like almost eight billion people, and we don't have enough trees. Yeah. Yeah. So let's protect the forest, and and of course have sustainable forestry. As long as it's from sustainable forestry, wood is the most amazing building material, or like any material that we have, because you can do anything with it: flooring, uh, construction, walls, roofs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love wood. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and I think that it's it's like you know, for people like Corey, where it's like his his whole business model is based off of the recycling aspect of it. Yeah, I think that it's super uh, important to like hear about companies like yourself because though it's not the same material, like your mentality is 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 the same. You know, like like he was saying, like you're trying to create something that's recyclable, sustainable. Um, but I'm curious with with your pallets uh you talked about the, like in comparison to wood and it's a little bit of a de- you know derailment but ha- are they the the heat treatment process for for wood right to make it so it can be shipped internationally your palettes like the coconut the coconuts you don't have to do anything to them yeah, to it's make it's comparable
1: them- with like MDF particle board is seen or plywood is considered as processed wood, so it's okay. free of ISPM 15, which is like the international regulation to prevent gotcha. harmful insects being traveled around. Okay. So if you say like, hey, we, if we go to the institute of like, uh, get us like a certificate and said like, we can't because it's not wood. I see. So you're exempt. You don't have to. But people still ask for it, and the, and the, and, the, and, the, and the, at the ports they will ask for something like. That. So we have to make documents ourselves. <laughs> Like cocoa pellets, you just write it up.
0: You just get a little certificate and say we're good to get up. Of it <laughs> Yeah. Well, so how how does you know the the like chemical aspect of it and how how that like because bugs don't yeah. get into it, it can't yeah, carry. Yeah,
1: say like one hundred percent organic, bio based, no synthetic right. breasts, and so on, and, and, uh, um So, it definitely will create some problems one somewhere because somebody's like, hey, I cannot allow this container of stuff with, with these pellets because I don't know what it is and the certificate. Right. I've never seen the certificate and. It's, but it's not wood. I see. If, if you say, like, hey, it's like making pellets from plywood. Oh, yeah. It's like that.
0: Okay. So it's
1: comparable. Um, that makes sense. So, yeah. But, of course, also, if there's any living creature in the coconut material, with this pressure and heat that we put on it, you know, nothing suffices. So it's, like, sterilized.
0: Gotcha. But then past that point, nothing can get into it because it becomes it's like
1: a it's so story. extremely dense mm. uh nothing gets into it no that's pretty and interesting even like if you look at the water absorption and swelling it's extremely small and compared with mdf for example if you put a block of mdf particle board in in, in like hot water or even cold water for for 24 hours yeah. double that's size a... yeah and, and this the surface is a bit rough Okay. So it yeah. stays like the yeah, way so that it is. It's a very interesting material. Also later on to experiment with like building materials for like local use in, in, in the Caribbean or Polynesia and things like that. That's something we want to do next. Of oh, course really? now we do one thing only and it's balance, balance, balance. <laughs> uh, because if you start like with all kinds of fancy building materials and other sol- sol- solving problems, but people ask us to do so also. Of course, nothing comes from it. You have to do one thing and one thing only. And when that's successful... And when we opened the third and fourth factory, then I can finally breathe and relaxed. You know? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> that's, that's, I, I think it's cool to hear that.
0: Um, The, the, the bug aspect of it, you know, the, cause that was a big concern for, yeah. for me was like internationally shipping things, you know, like for us over here, like it's huge heat stamping, um, or heat treating and making sure that things are up to that certain standard. So to know that you're almost exempt. No, you have
1: to be so careful with it, you know, because yeah. you know, we have to this- Whole forest being destroyed by a certain be- beetle that they're not used to, and they have no right. and these beetles have no natural enemies, so like, so they just they think, "Hey, oh, wonderful!"
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, one time, and they just go wild and <laughs> kill the whole forest.
0: No, we have um, spotted flies is is like a big one around us, and they just killed like a bunch of um, ash trees around. I mean, like, yeah, not only like my it property, it out,
1: out the region. whole population of yeah. certain species, and that's. And that happens, you know, we have intentional. We didn't have these things 400 years ago. Mm -hmm. things went slow. The same with, like, uh, uh, COVID, you know. If people travel by boat and they have COVID, you know, they don't survive the six-week trip. Yeah. (laughs) They're just thrown overboard. (laughs) The whole whole crew goes overboard, (laughs) but that's it. But if you fly 12 hours from east to west, you know, things spread.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah that's the risk of international uh, communication and travel and stuff you know yeah so it, the world became in a way a safer place because it's never been as safe as it is now because uh, if you look at like the past thousands of years this is we think there's a lot of things going on but compared to what it was it's pretty safe but you know it became yeah. a risk if you look at diseases like. Uh, Imagine if the Spanish flu happened. What happened, like just after World War One? Mm-hmm. Right now, with so much more travel and planes and stuff, half right? the world population would have perished if we yeah. didn't uh, come up with a vaccine that fast.
0: Yeah, it's a good uh, point, and I, I think that it almost uh, I, it makes me want to transition into asking about uh, possible, you know, thoughts on the U.S. market, and
1: and because you've said that you've been
0: contacted by some. Companies oh, over man. here and stuff. We have so
1: many requests from U.S. companies. And a lot of yeah. these companies also have production locations in Asia and Latin America. So okay, they, gotcha. We can do something with that. Okay. Because if you look where are the coconuts Brazil, Mexico, Colombia, and they need a lot of export pallets too. Mexico a mm-hmm. lot. Because mm-hmm. uh, Mexico produces a lot, of course, automotive parts. and Yeah, I get, for the US I get a market. lot of
2: pallets out of Mexico. And,
1: it, and I've never been to Mexico, but I don't think aspect, like a large forest of um, pine wood <laughs> to make the palace. Maybe there's some lush forest that you definitely don't want to cut. Right. And, right. Uh, but you get, Corey, you get. Yeah. From well,
2: I'm actually, uh, I live in Texas and I'm actually, yeah. uh, okay. I want to say probably like an eight hour drive from Mexico. So we get a lot of, a lot of pallets out of Mexico, uh, I've seen a huge influx with European palettes. I get a lot of palettes from like Italy, uh, just different countries, and it's pretty cool if you if you know how to read a heat treat stamp. You know, you can sit yeah. there, you
1: can say, "Man, this
2: this palette came you can from."
1: Brings it down to yeah. where it comes from, indeed.
2: Yeah. And so it's it's really cool. And my question is, is so when you are using coconuts, obviously coconut fiber is going to be different in you know say the philippines versus uh say the caribbean
1: it's it's quite same like there are a few species and basically you have the tall and the dwarf like the tall is 20 meters high and like the dwarf is like three four meters high so much easier oh, to wow. right and we like the tall because they have more oh, okay a, uh, the hybrids are more like optimized to big coconuts like 300 coconuts instead of 60 80 per, per tree and like easy to harvest and Little house because nobody has used for the house. And but see, the coconut came somewhere and then it just fell into the ocean and it floated for three, four months and it came all over the world. And if it came to New Jersey, it didn't sprout because it, they, 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 I don't like it here. It's cold. But when it ended up in the Florida, I think like yeah, I like the beach here and it grows. And in three years, it's a big tree and then it has coconuts itself and so this is how the coconut spread by just floating that's pretty cool and going to places but only becoming a full grown tree on the places where it's warm enough and so we did some research and we also read a lot of things it's basically for us the same the age of the coconut is more important. so if you take like a fresh coconut on the beach with mm-hmm. like lots of coconut water in it and it's green and like the inside of the white meat is like very soft and thin you know can scrape off.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We don't like those coconuts. <laughs> we, we like the ones that with the thick coconut meat in it because that's yeah. a mature coconut of like 11 12 months okay. old. And then the husk, the hairy part and the liquid is drier also, so we have to dry less. Uh, so the age of the coconut is more important than the species. Okay. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
1: So basically, th- that also helps a lot of people. So everywhere where they have a lot of coconuts, you can use those mature coconuts to make. Building products, packaging materials, and but mostly eighty percent is just being flushed or thrown away because people have no idea what to do with it. And we're trying to change that by sharing a lot of information and directing people like uh, how to make like local panel boards. Hmm, that's uh, cool because nobody ever succeeded making an industry from it, but we've done it a few times. We're thinking like it's so easy, yeah, but. Uh, Maybe because we are hard uh, used to the hard things, (laughs) we (laughs) think panel board is is fairly easy. But we made very high quality flat panels uh, and with amazing qualities. But of course, it's different than MDF. Because MDF, you know, like it's nice screw and screw head just disappears in the thing. It's easy to finish. You don't have to pre-drill it. And um, this material is more brittle, a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. But you know, it has different purposes. If you're looking for affordable local building materials, this could be one. Is it if that you live is, in a in a hot coastal area?
0: Yeah. So, so you're saying, is it more through like blog posting and stuff like that that you're trying to to put that information out there, or is it kind of no?
1: People you... reach those us like, "Hey guys, what's the recipe?"
0: Oh, okay. In the
1: mail, like this is the recipe. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> the case from a
0: word doc, like. Good luck. <laughs> I see. Figure it out. You know, uh, we'll
1: a when you succeeded in opened the factory, basically like that. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Now, um, we, we shared that the report from the local university that did the research, like at least. Fifteen hundred times or something. Wow! And we're still waiting for somebody sending us like an invite for the opening of a of a factory. <laughs>
0: yeah, so yeah. Far, like I help so many people out. Like, where's my where's
1: my invite? Where's my Christmas card? <laughs> yeah. See, we, we don't want gratefulness or something. We we just like some people to succeed. You know. Yeah, it, it, yeah. The, the best thing to see is people to see, see people grow. If they're your children or people around you, you know and um, the funny thing is about making things like that in America we had this team of four or five boys from New York uh, three of them were like this uh, Asian American boys you know they really like hard on the competition and they did uh, And they were like 12 years old and they had to do a Whoa. project so they went to the port and they're like what is the problem you have here and they said like balance 12 year olds? Like 12 year olds and they were managed what? by two dads what? Oh, okay, okay, and okay. so we said, like, okay, we think this is fun. That's so awesome. Our tech team said, like, we give you one hour, but if you ask us one question that could have been answered if you listened to our podcast and, and read our website, then we pull the plug. And they said, eh, eh, eh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So that had the whole list written out, all the questions they had about, because they thought, like, let's make breast pads from the corn cups. Oh, because okay. That's something that's Massively available in the US. <laughs> yeah, and that's really for sure. Right? Yeah. So we helped them. We gave them some contacts, and some people are really helpful in helping them, like some professors from from the uh, like Penn State. And, and they, wow. And uh, so, so we got like a lovely card in the in the snail mail from them, like "Thank you so much." And wow. It. And this is hanging in our office, and that's awesome. It's very funny because they really tried to. We didn't win, but. We really like the project. We thank you. And then they asked, like, how can we, in the last question, is like, how can we thank you? We said, said, well, we enjoy this. But to honor us, you should do exactly the same when some 12-year-old approaches you when you're a big, big guy. <laughs> yeah. We do that. Promise. That's <laughs> awesome. That's you so know, cool. that's, that's
0: fun. That's amazing. So so they were they were trying to use a different material and, yeah. and you guys just kinda said, Hey, here's yeah, our and process. Said like,
1: yeah, said basically you can use anything to make a pressed pellet, like wood chips or like so but you need like a binder. It could be UF or like uh, another synthetic resin. So okay. Can you try to do it without um, that? And and that was basically the question.
0: Wow. Uh, so that kind of makes me want to ask because this was something that I, I had interest in at one point. Um, hemp pallets. Have you heard about hemp being used as a yeah, building material? And, and 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 we
1: get like every month like a mail from the states or Canada. Like cause of course you guys are flushed with hemp fibers mm-hmm. right now because of the new legislation about cannabis. Mm-hmm. And it's an amazing fiber, but you know, use a higher purpose. You may make like textiles from it to replace cotton, for example. Oh, Hemp okay. fiber for like shirts and pants, you know, it's a good thing. And the so industry you... already exists. But there's so much hemp available right now compared to 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is no waste. It's a very interesting fiber. It has a very low water need to, to grow hemp. Yeah. And um, yeah. So every, I think they should make it mandatory for everybody who is like making big bucks on marijuana and mm-hmm. like wheat to also set up like a sidestream with textiles or something like that. Yeah. Of course, you can use it to make any composite for cars, automotive, or for uh, construction. Uh, hemp mm-hmm. is very underutilized in the States. Yeah,
0: I, I agree. And I think that that was – I remember – I I thought I was like the first person to ever have this idea. I was like driving home from a a camping trip one time and I was just like, I saw this massive factory and, and it just, I don't know what it was. I was just like, I wonder if you can make pallets out of hemp, you know, and just like had this thought and tried to research it. There's a company, I'm not sure if you've seen them or heard of them. I think they're down in like Kentucky or something, but they, they make like wood boards out of hemp. And yeah. so it made me think, like, oh, is what it possible? Kind of, uh,
1: the, the, what kind of binder they use? But I there think are it's a like lot of binders, available fadeable that could stick it together. But you need something to stick it together.
0: Yes, I think they mix it with like uh, lime
1: or something like that. Yeah, yeah there's
0: a but, but there's a company in Canada yeah. that builds uh, blocks. They're like
2: one foot by one foot blocks to build houses with out of hemp.
1: Mm. Okay. It's kind of Lego yeah. blocks, and it, it's really right. cool because yeah. it's, it's solid
2: or it, it's, it's it's no, it's solid. solid. They're solid blocks. They it's okay, really so cool. it,
1: insulate. Yep. Insula- it's insulating. Yeah, you in, get
2: insulation. Uh, you get okay. fire uh, proof. So they they burn very slowly. So if your house gets yeah, well, a fire, it doesn't thing, go
1: up. Same you know, with log huts, you know. If you have the big mm-hmm. logs, it, it's if the even if you get fire, you like, know, it, it chars from the outside, and that protects mm-hmm. it for really burning. Yeah. Least have see. It's not that it doesn't burn. It's like you have the time yeah. to escape. If It gives yeah. you like a half an hour to escape with your family, and uh, then you're you're you're
0: good. Yeah. No, it's a good point. Um. So I'm I'm curious, and, and I want to double check. Do you, is there a certain time that you need to go, or anything like that? Well, I'm just
1: looking at my battery of my laptop. That's running <laughs> low.
0: I gotcha. wish I can uh, reconnect uh, if I get the charge, <laughs> but uh, well, that's like could, the thing that makes me very nervous right now. <laughs> well, we can always, we could always chat again, you know, if it's something
1: <laughs> that uh, you want to come uh, back And, and maybe that's the thing. Like if you guys think like, Hmm, yes, we're going to talk about this and and ask some other questions uh, later on. Yeah. We can make an appointment like for another uh, call of a half an hour or something. And we just address those questions that you maybe emailed me before. Yeah. And then, uh, I try to put the same setting and maybe the same shirt on, and then do <laughs> <at> the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I wear
0: the same shirt every time. I wear my palette okay. plug shirt, so I'm like either people think I don't so own any clothes because or... you know I
1: can. My screen can turn black any minute. Oh, okay, <laughs> well, maybe maybe if it'll, you know. Questions? Just... Then uh, please uh, ask me. But so okay, so, do you feel that? The, no. But, but uh, yeah, hemp is something that it's a challenge and definitely you can make balance from it. The question is like, what are you are going to develop? See, we interviewed hundreds and hundreds of companies, especially in Asia. What do they need? How many do they need? What do they pay? What problems are they trying to solve? Et cetera, et cetera. To develop what we made. Because we see so many companies fail because they found out it's four years and burning a few million of investors money. Yeah. There was no market product fit. <laughs> <laughs> stupid thing You can do, you know, develop right. something amazing that nobody wants. Yeah. Yeah. So first go out and like speech, listen to customers, like not what do you want, but what problems do you have? You have to look mm-hmm. for problems. That's a completely different way of asking and interacting with people because you only learn on the work floor. Like Corey, if you go to customers, like, Hey, Maybe the pellet is just too big or too small, or like it breaks there and it always breaks here, and then the, the nails pop out. And I things like that, you think, like, Oh, that's good thing. And if you tell, like, hey, we used, we listened to you, and we used like a better quality of nails that sticks into the blocks better, or something like that. And it's like, but maybe, you know, your customer buys the pellet and they end up in the other side of the country. You don't know. Yeah. One. So you get lost, so the thing is like th- the question is like is it your problem? Should it be your problem? And often the question answer is no. But you
0: guys are the ones who kind of take responsibility for it. I feel like you know, like On you guys, end, where we yeah, can. yeah. Well, and and I mean that in a, in a positive way, where it's like you guys, you guys saw or you saw the the need and the issue, you know, the problem you're solving was that lack of sustainability in this constantly going out and never seeing that come back where like yeah. for us, the pallet industry works because of how much it is. Corey and, and I as well, you know, like I used to do it too, but you, you go somewhere, you pick up pallets and you maybe have to repair them, but you can just go and sometimes you can just sell them to somebody else, you know, and then yeah. they ship it. And then that can go yeah, some from Texas. That you yeah. it up. Right. Exactly. You know, it's That's trash. The is, like, how a lot far of time. do you have to
1: drive to go there and do you make that money back Especially when fuel is expensive. Right. These are the calculations you have to make. Yes. Well, and that's too. You spend a lot of time and you're not making money. And the thing is, like, time is the most precious resource we have as entrepreneurs. So use it wisely. Or have somebody else pick it up, but then you have to to set up a whole system. Right. And maybe there are different ways of developing things that that make sense. But if there's like a problem, the thing is like looking for for problems, uh, difficulties, and see like, hey, can we solve it? Hmm. Yeah, maybe yes, maybe no and then come up with a plan. And if yeah. there's like a big hemp uh, thing around you guys because you're like one of the states like Colorado where it's like legal. Yeah, there's yeah. a there's yeah, a hemp. It it, okay the, hey, it's uh, funny.
2: Let's let's
1: make something. It's funny that.
2: that you talk about that yeah. because like I live in Texas so we're like Bible belt uh like
0: Conserved Yeah, like the, my
2: my town literally became what we call wet where they can sell alcohol in town like four years, four or five years ago. So yeah, we used to have to drive like 45 minutes to an hour just to go get alcohol. (laughs) And so like, you know, uh, like the legalization of cannabis in my lifetime, I don't see it happening. My kids maybe, Uh, but we Mm -hmm. have a huge hemp processing facility. That's like, 45 minutes from me and uh (laughs) so it's so there's that yeah like where where we live if a company comes in and wants to build you know this big huge facility and stuff you know it's how many people are you going to hire how how big of an impact are you get all the specs and benefits and uh
1: yeah and
2: so my question is is do you ever see having a factory in the united states
1: well, see, the thing is, you have to be there where the, where the resources right. are, the coconuts are. So if it's for cocoa pellets, no, probably not, because for Florida and Hawaii don't have enough coconuts. Well, what so about the, 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 the Caribbean? The is too high. If you make hemp pellets, mm-hmm. could be, you know, because it's a bit the same pressure thing, but you have to find a binder that's okay, mm-hmm. which is biodegradable, because we will not use synthetic resin. Um, can can be. But, you know, see, the thing is, we're focused on coconuts. Right, well, and, uh, I
2: mean.
1: And if somebody says, like, hey, we want to do the same thing with hemp, you know, I'm happy to have a call with them or share some links and information with them. But, you know, we're not going to go into it right now, definitely not.
2: Well, because, you know, like Texas, we have, you know, Texas is such a beautiful state. Because, you know, we have the coastline. Yes, yeah. uh And, you know, we're, you get down to, like, Houston and, South Padre Island and stuff like that. And, you know, there's coconut trees and stuff down there, but I don't think we we have coconut farms. But, (laughs) you know, we're right there close to the Caribbean and stuff like that.
0: Would it be... Yeah,
1: like a a good sailing Monte Cristi.
0: So... Well, and I think that the big point, too, is that, that you talked about your model is for the export aspect of it. So, like, do you know where a lot of your pallets end up? Like, do they end up here in the United States? Not completely. Mexico? Yeah.
1: Of course, if the customers tell us, like, hey, most, most of the customers, there, I think most of them will end up in the United States. Which yeah, is pretty in-
0: interesting yeah. that, like, yeah. we Definitely. ourselves would yeah. never... See,
1: if you look at the big key customers that we have, mm-hmm. most of them are US-based. US maybe they... they will not be the buyers of the, of the pallets, but they can tell their suppliers, like, Hey, Mr. Uh, Wang, I'd like you to put all these boxes with our goods on cocoa pellets, and you can get them there. So, and if Mr. Wang says, like, a pellet is a pellet. Oh, this pellet is, like, $2 cheaper than the wooden pellet. Fine with me. Right. <laughs> it's $2 more expensive. He said, like, hey, Mr. Amazon, uh, this pellet, i like the 100-year request, but it's $2 more, so I have to charge you more. And then Mr. Amazon said, yes or no. So this is how I it think, works. I think the yeah. quality. Battery, Amazon. That my battery is going down now. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, <laughs> are you going to edit something from this, or are you say, guys, like after you had this conversation, like, hey, we want to discuss this and this and this, or we're going to cut out that part, and we're going to do it all over. Then we have to reschedule for maybe next week or the end of the, of the week after. Okay. Because we are back.
0: Oh, I think we lost yeah. them.
1: Well, we did. Nah. Well, hey,
0: no issue. Uh, what we, we can just kind of sign off at this point. That was awesome. I'm glad that he came oh. on. Oh, wait, is he still there? I, yep. Okay. <laughs> you as well. That'll yeah. Work. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Again, one, just super appreciative and thankful for the fact that you were interested in coming on. You came on, you talked to us, you shared. Um, Secondly, I think that we've covered a lot. I think that if we were to ask you to come back on, we're going to, I want to reach out to, you know, I'm going to put this out there and see what like my Facebook group has to say. Maybe they have some questions for you. Uh, Corey and I can sit down and write out some more and then we can reach out. Yeah okay yeah yeah no i think uh like in the video you're suggesting like a reference to the things that we discussed for people to to click on and stuff yeah i think i i think that's a great point too um but yeah overall like i just again super appreciative thank you for coming on thank you for sharing with us um yeah <laughs> we do exactly exactly and I'm glad that you share that passion that uh, for pallets and 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 also the 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 environmental aspect of it too because Corey and I definitely have discussed that as well so um, but yeah thank you again just very very appreciative and thankful that that you took time out of your day well thank you again uh, tonight I'm gonna end the the podcast thank you everyone for listening uh, I hope you all enjoyed you can. Check us out on YouTube, Spotify, and uh, if you're looking for more information on the pallet industry, feel free to check out the Facebook group or check out the palletplug.com. Also, check out Coco Palettes website. Look them up. Look up some other interviews and uh, learn more about their business because pretty awesome. All right. Yeah, right. <laughs> actually, he signed That's off. Five. All right. It closed down. So, Corey, you got any sign off? Man, uh,
2: that was informative. That was
0: cool. <laughs> Oh, so, yeah, yeah, dude. I'm glad that we got to talk to him. Um, cool. Not nothing. Do you want to add anything for the the folks listening? Uh, no, not really. I mean, we're
2: <laughs> talking about coconut pallets, and you know, the the environmental impact oh, that you know our businesses have is is huge. And you know, me and him share the same mindset when it comes to you know, this, what he calls, he calls it a circular economy. And basically what, Mm -hmm. what that is, is, you know, he's taking, he's taking the coconut pallets or the husk and he's turning them into a pallet. And then that pallet is, is, is hundred percent biodegradable. And you can use it for, Mm -hmm. like he said, soil conservation and so many different things. And, you know, when it comes to like my company where we handle, you know, all recycled material you know we're not buying new pallet uh lumber you know we're not going out and cutting down trees and stuff like that you know i think that we as a society have to understand that you know at some point we have to go into that circular economy and we have to you know really just sit back and think okay can we reuse this? Can we do this? Can we do that? And you know, when I was doing my environmental impact for my business, you know, I was
0: your report, your environmental, yeah, my environmental impact report, report.
2: You know, we were looking hmm. at you know how much overall re- at reducing the carbon footprint of my company, and I, I really want to say through the research, the number crunching, and all that, we actually did a complete 180 on the environmental impact and just completely we, you know, I mean, I could go into and and give you numbers and stuff like that,
0: but yeah, yeah. We'll save that for, for another one. It's really cool to Um, see
2: companies that are coming up and, and seeing that and stuff like that. I, I would agree, be really, man. I think it's, I would cool. be really I'm, interested in, I'm, in seeing Amazon and I like a job. Uh, yeah. To like
0: adopt
2: the cocoa palette. And mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if I saw, you know, because I do deal with Amazon. Well, so, and that's,
0: I was going to say, dude, where it's like, it could get to the point where like you could start coming across mm-hmm. them or, you know, other pilot people and like he's saying, like you could you could grind them up and then start selling fertilizer locally right. to you know people that that you wanted to or something, or even sell it directly to the farmers mm-hmm. who probably have the means to turn it into fertilizer themselves. Right. Well, so, or you know, it, like in my
2: case, we actually do have a company, or you know, a composting company uh, that uses organic yeah, so natural materials.
0: Uh, gotcha.
2: You know, not actually. They're in the same town as the hemp facility,
0: so. Oh well, maybe there's something. You know,
2: sustainability yeah, is su- there. Oh, absolutely. There you motto. know, we could work something out. You know, if it came down to that. And yeah. I just think it's yeah. it's an absolutely well, amazing thing, and I would love to have them back on the show and talk I some agree, more. Man.
0: I think about um,
2: cocoa pallets and.
0: Well, in- and, and so to, uh, to all of our listeners, you know, thank you. First of all, Corey and I are super appreciative to, to, I mean, we've been seeing that people have already been listening to this. So to know that that's happening is incredible. Um, and so, you know, I hope that everybody enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you guys have any questions for, for guests, Um, you know, we're, we're in the mindset of, we're not saying anything until it's done. But knowing this, you know, I think that there's nothing wrong with asking people to come back on. And so if you guys have questions that, that you think, uh, you want us to ask the owner of Cocoa Palettes next time we have them on, you know, feel free to write us an email, write them in the comments, um, reach out to us on Facebook. You know, Corey and I love interacting with you guys. Love hearing, uh, your insight and your input. So thank you. I just like to reiterate my appreciation for, for everybody taking the time to listen. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think that's my sign off
2: at this point now. Yeah. I'm good to sign off here.
0: Cool. Thank you everyone. Take care. Have a great day.